the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Welcome back, everybody. Hour 2 Friday show. It means it's Open Line Friday. We'll talk about whatever it is you'd like to talk about today. You can change the subject. You can bring up a new subject. You can continue with the same subject. 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. It can be something in the news. Maybe you got a Bible question, something on your mind. 888-528-2557. One of the things in the news that is a pretty big deal because I think it is a harbinger for things to come is the Chino Valley School Board met yesterday about a controversial policy requiring parental notification of transgender children uh, and it passed yesterday with a four to one vote. We've been listening to this meeting for several hours now. We just learned that the board passed the policy four to one and we've been hearing from people on both sides of this issue. Some say it will be detrimental to LGBTQ plus students, that it promotes secrecy and violates their privacy. We've also heard from people who say bottom line, parents have a right to know. I agree, agree, of course, parents have a right to know. I want to know what's going on with my kid. That's the way it is. Is there is there some situations where there might be abuse and other stuff? Yeah, we're we're dealing with that in our society. But we have some stuff going on and uh parents over the course of the last couple of years have taken the school district back. The school board is debating a bill which would require that teachers and school staff notify parents within three days if their child identifies as transgender. The rule also applies if a student asks to be called by a different name, use a pronoun not listed on their official school records, or seeks to use a bathroom that does not match their assigned gender at birth. School board president Sonia Shaw is one of the board members who put forth the policy. She says this decision is about safeguarding a parent's constitutional right. Her theory has this community divided in two. And it's true, by the way, that it is a parent's constitutional right, that the courts have always found this way, that parents have the right. And you know why it is? It's because kids, as we have agreed in every other area of society, don't have the ability to use logic to make lifelong decisions of this case. That's why kids don't work anymore in jobs. That's why kids can't get married, uh, except for a few different things where there's an exception, and only when they're older. Even even a long time ago, you still had to get a note from your dad if you're like 16 and you want to get married. You there are so you can't drive, you can't drink alcohol, you can't do all of this stuff. Why would kids be allowed to make decisions that alter their entire life physiologically and emotionally uh, without parents being involved with that? Uh, it's a much bigger deal than that. But this issue is about parents and something to be aware of is that in Chino Valley, these people in the school board were elected a couple of years ago. I think it's because, the you know, during the COVID, everybody saw what's going on in the schools. But you also have to know that this is a fight that parents need to pick up 
And this is, should not be right or left, okay? This is about parents. I think 90% of parents are on this page. I think almost all of us are. And if you're not, I think it's because you haven't thought about it. I think that you need to look into what's being said, and we all need to be aware that there is tremendous political pressure to go the other way. The state supervisor, actually, uh, uh, superintendent, school superintendent, showed up at the meeting yesterday. State superintendent Tony Thurmond also spoke before the board, encouraging them not to pass this proposal. He was cut off after a minute. Board President Shaw thanked him for being there, but challenged his testimony. This led to a shouting match between people in the audience, and he was escorted outside. You know, I'm hoping that even in his case, that he's hearing from parents, because these issues, the parental rights, it's not just about the transgender issue. It's about health care in general. It's about specific things like abortion, but it's been about all kinds of different far-left agendas that starting at age 12 in California and in some other states, you as a parent no longer have rights and your kids can make decisions that you don't even know about. And what this is about is schools saying that, no, if a child wants to go by other genders, if they want to use the other restroom. So if my boys wanted to use the ladies room, this school, if they were in that school district, would have to, within three days, send me a note saying, hey, uh, your son wants to be in the uh, the girls' room. And as a parent, that is something that I want to know because I would tell them, no, you don't get to do that. Uh, this is the uh, confrontation with Tony Thurman, the school superintendent at the uh, uh, Chino Valley uh, School District. I am going to do a point of order, which I learned from a previous board president. Tony Thurman, I appreciate you being here tremendously. But here's the problem. We're here because of people like you. You're in Sacramento proposing things that pervert children. That's going on you in Sacramento. You had a chance to come and talk to me, Tony. By all means, you had a chance to come talk to me. Why was it so important for you to walk with my opponent? You are the very reason why we're in this. There is a significant amount of pressure that is going against parents. And I'm a parent. It angers me. And it's something that, you know, when we talk about it from the, in the political world, this is not a right and left thing. I think it's portrayed that way in the media, but it's not. Uh, the parents who are showing up are all over the place in the political spectrum. They aren't people who suddenly have... Uh, become Trump voters or something. There's These are people who are all across the board on that spectrum. And this is good news. This is good news that the school boards are changing. They're going to have a fight in Temecula with uh, Governor Newsom here pretty soon about the curriculum because the school board is saying, no, we don't want curriculum that teaches sex ed uh, in a explicit way or teaches things that make it, uh, you know, that really parents should be talking about their kids with. Uh, we don't want that, and the governor is about to force that. I take offense at our policies and strategies. Well, we all do, but that is the direction of things. I want to encourage you as parents, you know, stay involved. I think this year is going to be, starting in the fall, when schools come back, you know, don't be one-sided. Don't let this get tied up in the presidential election, whatever side you're on. It's it's an issue in the presidential election. Don't Don't misunderstand me. What what I mean is don't turn it into uh, – don't divide parents on these issues that really should be nonpartisan. 
regardless of what's happening in the presidential race or other national races or things, this is something that parents need to take a look at for their kids. 888-528-2557 is the number, 888-528-2557. And one of the hardest things, I think, with this issue is that if you are a parent, and I know some of you who are listening, maybe you're in this place where you've already made decisions. You've already made the decision to start puberty blockers with your kids. Or maybe you've gone farther and there's been uh, surgeries done or other medical things done. You know, you're in a place where to acknowledge or to decide that that was the wrong move puts you in a tough place because you've made decisions with your kids that are irreversible, that have changed their change them physiologically. It's a lie, by the way, when they say that uh, if you stop, if you start taking puberty blockers and then you stop, that everything goes back to normal. It's not true. That is something that is not correct. We're talking about bone deficiencies, uh, a loss of height. There are multiple problems, especially after about six months that happen. And yes, puberty will begin again to a certain degree. That part is true. But the idea that it's reversible is not true. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557, open line Friday, 888-528-2557, Ismael in Los Angeles, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hello, what's up, guys? Hello, can, I, can you hear me, Ismael? Hi, yes, go can ahead. you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Hey, yeah, so I have a question, uh, Revelations 2, 6, uh, it says, yet this you have, you hate the works of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. What is he referring to there, and, and why does he hate them? Why does it said uh, in Revelation chapter 2, you have this area, uh, era, area where the first couple of chapters, Jesus is sending letters to the church and to the, right. the local churches, which really represent all of the churches, I think, you know, probably throughout history. And that's something important to first recognize is that whenever you're talking about prophecy— the first concern that Jesus has is that you that the churches are on mission now. And I want to put that into context is that whoever uh that whenever we're talking about that we get into oh here's what's going on with uh you know prophecy and this is exciting and in history and other stuff a lot of people think that now with a lot of the issues going on here now. Uh, there's a theory about the, it's the Nicolaitans. Is that how you say it again, right? Nicolaitans? Yeah, 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 that's correct. I couldn't say it any better, so. Okay, yeah. Most people say that, uh, that that was a group of people who were false teachers and that they were turning people away from, uh, the truth of Jesus Christ. And that's one of the warnings to the church is it comes from a Greek word, the word actually, Nicolaitans, it means adherents of Nicholas. Okay, so it's followers of somebody named Nicholas. And uh, there's some other definitions. One definition is it might be the destruction of people, right? So there's some, some thought about that. But at any rate, what most people think, and maybe it's something else, is that this was one of the first chosen servants, Nicholas, of the New Testament church, and he turned into a false teacher, uh, in one place, it said that they introduced the concept of using the name of Jesus for commercial gain, dominance, and control. Some people think that uh, they took the gospel out, basically, of religion and just turned it into religion. Uh, there are some other people who think there were other heretical teachings 
that uh, were bad. So the the short answer, it's a much longer answer, but the short answer is Jesus hates false teaching. And, you know, whenever there is a warning about the end times, um, it's always about don't be deceived. You know, Jesus in Matthew 24 says, don't be deceived. Um, when they can said, we, can we, can, yeah, no, it makes sense. But can we, can we cross-reference that to today's agenda? Um, you know, there's a saying, Nick, in Christmas, is, is that, can we reference that to today? I don't think it has you anything to do with St. Nick. Um, it could have to do with, you know, the, if, if the commercialization of Christmas prevents you from actually celebrating the birth of Christ or understanding the birth of Christ, you know, it would be something that's wrong with Christmas, right? There are, there are churches where they try to really integrate Santa and Jesus, it's kind of weird, right? Yeah, this is what I. This is why you know, I bring that up. But but I wouldn't I wouldn't say that it has anything to do with Saint Nick because Saint Nick wasn't around when that was written. You always have to take a look at the Bible and go, well, it was written for us, yes, but it was written to a specific group of people, and and whatever they would have understood that to mean, they would have known specifically what that meant. Uh, that's what it is, you know. So I I wouldn't say it has anything to do with Saint Nick. I would say that you know. Don't. There's nothing in the Bible that says you need to celebrate Jesus's birth, right? Nothing at all. And I think that I think though in God's you know providence, He has rigged Christmas as something that the globe has to do for commercial reasons, right? Companies will go out of business if there's no Christmas. And I think what that does is it forces us every year to talk about Jesus. So there's a good part of the commercialism there, but then there's a bad part of the commercialism where that becomes something that uh, destroys the actual message of Christ. Yeah, that's that's just my, my leading yeah. concern. You know, I, I don't want to have anything to do with that commercial life. So, so I try to steer from it. But I mean, it's just there, you know, just to, yeah. that's the world. Well, you know, you can, you can leverage it as a great opportunity because it forces the whole world, really, to talk about Jesus. You can't take Christ out of Christmas. It means Christ's birth. It's Christ mass. It's, you know, it's everywhere. So there's a good part about the commercialization is that it forces us to have the conversation. But I think it's yeah. important that we have the conversation. Yeah, that's correct. You know what I mean? Okay, man. All right. Um, there you go. You. All right. Thanks, Ismail. 888-528-2557. Ted in Los Angeles. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. How you doing, Pastor Scott? Ted uh, City Angels. Hi, Ted. Um, I just wanted to elaborate uh, when we were talking earlier, I believe it was Wednesday, on the uh, particle mask and respirators and whether they're effective or not. We're talking about In-N-Out Burger uh, is requiring that employees do not wear masks unless they've got a doctor's note saying that they need it. Correct. Now, as far as the effectiveness, um, you know, I ran it by my uh, committee of experts, which is in my head because I've used respirators and particle masks for almost 40 years. And I've had uh, one friend who is a lacquer guy, which you don't see lacquer anymore because it affects people. And he developed cancer late in life, even though he wore a respirator. Um, Now, respirators are very effective uh, for um, fumes and and a lot of debris in the air. But um, are are they foolproof? No, because when you pull a respirator off or even a particle mask, you have a line of dust or paint alongside your nose and it goes around your mouth which means that they're not a hundred percent 
and that uh, they will take the path of least resistance as far as air. And uh, now, does it help uh, painters or anybody that paints cars or anybody to get through the day without being inebriated from the fumes? Absolutely. It really, really helps. Mm-hmm. It helps dust yeah. in the air. But okay. as, far as, as far as eliminating air, um, uh, that's why uh, during uh, World War I, uh, when they had the gas, they put the whole cover over their head because it's not foolproof. You would have to glue it to your face. All right, Ted. So, so what's your ultimate point here? We're talking about the uh, in and out rule. Is it a good rule or a bad rule for employees? I don't, th- I don't think it's effective, so I don't think they should uh, have to wear it. And, yeah. uh, and one more point, uh, Core Church L.A., never mass mandated they only had two deaths in that church and one of them was a guy that had a, a lot of pre pre-existing conditions um and no. uh, he passed and then one lady uh who died in her 50s all right Ted, I, yeah i don't want to bring okay. in a lot of what people w- went through with that but uh, you know that i think that the mask thing has been uh, changed a lot even the cdc's guidance has changed quite a bit on that the in and out rule was in in states other than Oregon and California, you are not allowed to wear a mask at all unless you've got a doctor's note. And the reason they're doing it is for customer service, so that people can understand you, they can see your face. There's a lot of reasons. California require and Oregon require that you have to let employees do it if they want, but in and out can make rules. So the rule is you have to wear – if you're going to wear a mask, you have to wear an N95 mask, which is what they say is more effective. And the CDC's guidance is that uh, – an N95 mask with a valve on it is actually even better if you're going to do that. The other masks, uh, most people think, don't uh, don't really do anything or do very little. All right, 888-528-2557. Rick in L.A., welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott. I'm um, actually not wanting to talk about those things. I wanted to talk about something different. And since this is open line Friday. Yep, that's what we do today. Yeah, this is actually has to do with something from yesterday when they were talking. Uh, the guy called and he said it, that the uh, cross up on the Hollywood Hills was no longer lit. Yeah. Or it wasn't wasn't lit that week. But I know that Church on the Way did manage that cross for about probably the last 30 years. And they have been going up there periodically to check on it. So I was telling your uh, interviewer that... I, I go to church on the way once in a while, and I go to the early service where I can speak to the pastor. So I will go tomorrow, or not tomorrow, but Sunday, and check on it. And if you haven't found out by then who manages it, I'll call back in and let you know. Yeah, and you know what? You can send me an email, too, at pastorscott at com. pastorscott at com. Yeah, I'd like to know. Thank you for calling, Rick, about that. A caller yesterday was wondering if there's a controversy or something. There's a cross on top of a hill in the Hollywood Hills, and he said the light's been off for a week. You know, I don't know about any uh, controversy there, but it'd be interesting to know what's going on. All right, 888-528-2557. Craig in L.A., welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Thank you very much. I I think this is going to be a huge issue regarding the uh, school district in Chino. In fact, I think it's going to help drive uh, San Bernardino uh, exiting California. You mean the move, uh, some people want uh, San Bernardino County to to secede, right? I think it's going to drive that issue. I think it's going to be a big big driver. You know, it's an interesting issue. It's happening in Northern California, too. It's super interesting. It's happening in Oregon. Yeah. 
the the problem with it is is Congress has to approve it. And, uh, you know, if that were ever to happen in both of those cases and, you know, the all the states have to uh, approve whatever state you're going to become or whatever state you're going to join. The, the northern California one is most of the northern California counties and half of, in fact, the bulk of Oregon wants to become Idaho. That's what I was going to mention. And, and most people, have you guys, did you guys vote on that in San Bernardino? I'm not in San Bernardino, but I think it's going to help drive that issue. Yeah. All right. I think uh, it is. I don't know that that issue is is one that really goes anywhere. I think that's the I think it's better that we just elect people in Sacramento who are going to listen to us. I think that'll be better. Hopefully it drives that. Uh, Anyway, thank you for calling. I appreciate that. 888-528-2557. I do think that the issues we're seeing something happen in California. This is my sense. We're seeing actual political involvement. People in California are not involved politically. Most people Never pay attention to what's happening in Sacramento. For a big state, it's remarkable how we just ignore what happens in Sacramento. Uh, but Sacramento has, has, you know, as somebody heard, I heard somebody say that the cheese has slipped off the cracker maybe in uh, Sacramento. Uh, hopefully that doesn't mean anything terrible, but I just thought that was kind of funny. And, uh, you know, that people are paying attention. And if they are, I think you're going to find that most Californians – Democrats, Republicans, independents do not agree with the agenda that has been going on in Sacramento, actually, for quite some time. And, uh, you know, if you want to do something about homelessness, you want to do something about the schools, you want to do something about so many areas that are that we're in trouble in this state, then you got to stop voting for the same people who have the same policies that get us into the mess that we're in just the way it is. All right, I got to take a break. It's open line Friday. We'll take your call on any subject at all. 888-528-2557-888-528-2557. Donna and others, I'll get your calls as the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com. Or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Open line Friday. Talk about whatever it is you would like to talk about. The number is 888-528-2557. Donna in Orange, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Yes. Hi. Good afternoon. Hi, Donna. Uh, good to talk to you. Good to talk to you, Pastor Scott. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to say that I totally support uh, in and out um, not just for their mask uh, directives, but because uh, they're for Jesus. in and out is a great company, Jesus. and uh, they don't hide that. They well, It's sort of hidden on the bottom of the cup, but it's not, right? There's the Bible verses. In fact, there's there's Bible verses on the cups and on the fry containers. Uh, right. I feel like there's another place, and uh, <laughs> I think people know that. You know? Yes, and you know, they're responsible for, for the first Harvest Crusade. Oh, were they, they a sponsor for, for that? They They totally paid for it. Oh, wow. For the first Harvest Crusade, yeah. they, Greg needed $50,000, and they wrote the check and paid for it. They were responsible for the first Harvest Crusade. Well, good for them, and uh, thank, yes. you for, thank you for that reminder and reminding us about uh, you know, In-N-Out. You know, In-N-Out has a couple of uh, 
foundations. One of them is uh, Slave to Nothing, I think is what it's called. And, you know, if you're looking for, you know, some different things to support out there, uh, you should check that out. It's about uh, uh, different kinds of drug abuse, human trafficking, uh, and some other things that uh, in and out basically what happens is in and out uh, donates to that foundation so that everything you give to the foundation actually goes to their programs. You can check it out at slave to nothing.org. Uh, they are not paying me to promote that, by the way, but I'll bet every time I say in and out on this program, they make a lot of money because you pull off the freeway and go to in and out. I'll bet there's people doing that right now because we're saying that. 888-528-2557. Open line Friday. We'll talk about whatever it is you would like to talk about. John and Glendale, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott. Yep, I'm. This is John Gregorian from Glendale. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just I just had a uh, question um, uh, about the you know your last uh, not your last not your two callers before when when the, I guess you asked him about um, what was going on in San Bernardino County. He thought that maybe and, uh, there's some movement that would there's some in San Bernardino County. I think they voted once actually to look into whether or not they can secede from California, the whole county. So yeah, yeah, that's what I wanted to ask, that's what I wanted to ask you about. Um I used to I used to work for the San Bernardino County Republican headquarters in Rancho Cucamonga yeah. last year. So I, I remember when that vote came about. But my question to you is um is is something like this possible and would would other maybe counties follow suit? And is this a good thing or a bad thing, in your opinion? Well, that's a great question, you know, and something I think that will be debated. Whether or not it's possible or not, I think it would be extremely difficult to make happen um, because the Congress has to vote for it. There's a whole lot of other things that happen. Like if you put it in another context, we voted a couple of years ago to end daylight savings, and yet we're still doing it. Right. And that's because the Congress has to approve it. And there's there's a whole lot of other problems. And if you do that, if I think in our state, there's you know, two of the movements have been that counties would move and create new states. Right. So the northern California, there's always been a conversation that California is too big anyway, and it ought to be two states. Northern California proposal has been to become the state of Jefferson there's a whole lot that's been talked about that for decades, um, and it hasn't happened. There's certain things that I think make sense with it. In fact, there was something on the ballot a couple of years ago that turned California, I think, into seven states. Uh, but mm-hmm. but for Congress to get involved, which they would, you know, the the difficulty is if California were to break up, say San Bernardino leaves, and then the state of Jefferson becomes something. All of a sudden, you've added just those two. You've added two new, four new senators. All four would probably be Republicans because most of those counties vote red, mostly. Um, and, you know, if you are running a Democrat Congress or, you know, you're not going to vote for that. Uh, that's just the way it is. And so it's dead on arrival at that point. It's a very complicated thing. My My thought is that the struggles that we're having, that – People need to be more active in the political process in general. Um, and the, the more rural areas, uh, you know, we need leaders even in the cities who understand that it's different in rural areas. So, for example, a $15 an hour minimum wage, that's a lot easier to do in a city in San Francisco, L.A., and San Diego than it is to do in Bakersfield. 
Um, That's true, yeah. You know, yeah. And, and to make that a mandate for the whole state is, uh, you know, ignoring the actual needs of all of those counties where it's a lot cheaper to live. And, you know, livable wage, I think, is a good argument to have, but it costs more to live in L.A. than it does, you know, in Imperial County, for example, uh, you know, yeah. El Centro. So, so- See, it, it, to me, it's a, it's a, I think for me personally, I mean, I'm just going to say this. It's a little sad to think that we, 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 sh- we, we could, California could break up. But I get your, I, I understand your point too, that maybe we, we have to, maybe it has to be divided a little bit just so it can wake up some of these, um, you know, like politicians and other people who just, like you said, ignore the suburban areas of California and they don't really even take that into account. I don't know what you think about that. Yeah, I think that's part of it is that we have you know, part of the argument for it is the rural counties just get uh, completely left out. Uh, they don't have as much representation, so they don't have the votes. And the votes are coming so heavily in particular from the Bay Area, actually, and one sided that rural counties and all kinds of issues like water and, you know, things that don't make the, the headlines usually – uh, they're not getting a good deal from the state. Uh, and that, that's a huge deal. You know, here's a crazy thing for you. You know how we hear in the national election, you know, uh, where the last couple of elections, uh, Donald Trump, for example, got much fewer of the popular vote. All of Hillary Clinton's lead in the 2016 popular vote, all of it is in California, west of the I-5. You know, it's mm. it is so, and most and, of and, 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 most and, 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 of yeah, yeah. I think and to tell I you think honestly, yeah, most or honestly, all of Joe and, Biden's lead is west of the I five on the west coast. I know, and that's true. And and uh, to tell you the truth, honestly, in my opinion, um, a lot of those votes are even I'm going to say questionable because I do know for a fact that there are a lot of non U S citizens. I'm not talking about illegals. I'm talking about just U S citizens, green card holders who are in the books and are voting and they're not supposed to be voting. Well, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on, you know, and, uh, you know, it's another subject. But, uh, John, you know, I think that a lot of prayer is necessary for our state and for Mm -hmm. leaders. You know, I think that I think that both parties, maybe we are waking up to it because we're seeing what's happening in Sacramento. We need to vote better for our state in all of these issues. Water is a huge one, for example. You know, it is one of the issues with all the rain we got this year is that our infrastructure is bad. We're talking about dams breaking that Sacramento's known for decades that the dams need to be replaced, but they haven't done it. And there's mm-hmm. there's multiple issues that because the sort of the far in our state, the far left issues that the cities are dealing with become the topic, uh the real issues of running a state are not being dealt with. And the no, whole, no. The whole know, state is going to suffer from that. John, I appreciate I your call on that. Okay, so hang you. in there with all of that. 888-528-2557. Oscar in San Gabriel, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Pastor Scott, I love your number one show. Hear it all the time. Thank you. Hey, uh, I just wanted to say uh, we need to do a special request, pray for Donald J. Trump. I mean, this all this corruption that uh, Hunter Biden and that other woman are causing to them and this bunch of lies, they know that he is ahead on everything and they know they're going to beat him up and they stole it last time from them, the presidency, and now they want to do it again. I mean, I can't believe this corruption and it's only Donald J. Trump that can help us before our creator first, right? 
but he's the only one that can stop this whole homosexual Sodom well, and Gomorrah. You know, ways they're going to, other ways Biden is going to come out. Do you think, like they, uh, can I ask you this, do you think that Donald Trump is the only one? Because if he's, uh, if he's the about, only one, we're then we're in a lot of no, trouble. No, he's, he's 80 years old, just no. about. No, we have other options. I mean, we had the vice president, so I forgot his name. I mean, he's excellent. And we also had this, uh, what was the name of the, first, the vice president? For uh, Pence, Mike Pence. Pence, Mike Pence. I mean, he, he's good. But I mean, it's just that they stole it from Trump, and it's not fair that they want to do this well, now, stealing it again. You know, let me, uh, let me look. Let me, hold on, Oscar. Hold on, Oscar. Let me, let me look. Let me look forward here a little bit, Oscar, on that. You know, with the, the idea of the election being stolen and other stuff like that, you know, only 40% of people voted in California in 2022. And in even in 2020, with uh, all of that going on, still 30 or 40% nationally did not vote at all. And, you know, maybe... You know, some of the shenanigans that come up that uh, maybe are happening, you know, I think mail ballots are a big problem. There's if you want to look something up, go look at Lodi. They arrested a guy on city council for having you know, 90 ballots in his apartment. Right. And he's going to prison for voter fraud and stuff. It's you know, how did he get those? There's there's definite issues. But I'll tell you what, when half the country doesn't vote or half of our state doesn't vote, then the cheaters, it just doesn't matter. We need to do you know, as a society, we we need to be paying attention and going out there and voting. You know, it is, in fact, church people, only 40% of church people actually vote. You know, so if people, if it turns out that people are cheating and things like that, well, if only 40% of the people vote, then it's a lot easier to cheat if that were going on. I think that there's there needs to be a movement that goes on that really helps people vote intelligently and that we do things from a, a standpoint. There have been commissions. There have been other things to talk about how to fix the voting in our country uh, to make it harder for fraud and other stuff. But when people don't vote, I'm telling you, that's a much bigger deal than anything people might be accusing anybody of with, with you know, voting irregularities and stuff. Uh, it's a big, big topic. In fact, somebody, uh, Kinthea, you sent me an email today. I did read that. You know, about uh, all these groups that try to register people to vote. And, uh, uh, you know what? I got to take a break. I'll talk about that if I can when I get back. We got a bunch of calls. It's open line Friday. And it's a huge topic with the election coming. You know, we're going to talk about it. But, you know, I'll tell you what if people don't vote, if we talk about it all the time, but we actually don't vote, then the cheaters, you know, what difference does it make? They're, it's just if we're not going to actually vote with our own ballot, then. You know, I think that's the number one problem. I think that's much bigger than anything else. 888-528-2557. I'll be back as the Friday edition of the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. It is Open Line Friday. Our guest producer today is JJ, giving us some Tony Bennett, who passed away at age 96 earlier today. 888-528-2557. Daryl in L.A., welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hello. Hi, Daryl. Hi. Uh, I just wanted to uh, say you're right on the nose with the voting and... um, 
agree with you that uh, even though there were there are some discrepancies. However, if everybody did vote, and uh, no matter which party they're from, that would make a big difference. You know, I looked it up uh, during the break. Uh, before the break, somebody was talking about uh, you know the voting and in potential cheating and irregularities and stuff. But one of the things I pointed out is only in 2022, only 40% of eligible voters, of registered voters, only 40% in California actually voted in that election. 60% of eligible voters didn't vote. And the crazy thing is, uh, Daryl, thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show. The crazy thing is everybody gets their ballot mailed to them. And I'm against the mail ballot thing. There's all kinds of uh, shenanigans going on with that. But uh, there's no excuse for people not to vote. None. And I got something, I'll tell you what, I got something in the mail uh, email today. Somebody sent me a picture, and it was a picture of a mailbox, and it said this. It said, you wouldn't mail yourself cash in a mailbox, so don't mail your vote. And it's this whole thing that for some reason, uh, people, in particular Republicans, for the last couple of election cycles have been really championing the idea of vote on election day, but don't vote before that. And I I get that, but what happens is is you don't vote. (laughs) It's... It is the oddest thing, and yeah, there's there's the the article. There's an article in the, some newspaper today that talked about how a lot of the get out the vote movements that you see on TV, rock the vote, and other get out the vote things that happen, that they're heavily uh, Democrat in how they're run. Now, legally, they have to turn in anybody who who registers, but they're targeting people specifically who they think are going to vote Democrat. And the thing is, is that's not cheating; it's strategy. And maybe it shouldn't be done. Maybe that's a you know a way that doesn't really represent the people. There's a lot of problems with that. But the idea that that Democrats do that but Republicans don't is just odd to me. Now, in some states, it's illegal to do that. But in our state, it's legal. And whether or not it should is one question. But, you know, if Republicans want to compete, they're going to have to get strategic. And they're going to have to stop complaining about things that are odd or irregular as long you – know, when they're legal – and and they're going to have to vote. And Democrats who don't like what Democrats are doing, that's something that you know we talk about in California, is that if you're a Democrat and you don't like what's happening with the schools and you don't like what's happening with uh, the homeless and the economy and other stuff, well, go f- – you, but you feel like I could never vote Republican. You can go vote for better Democrats. I mean there's, there's other people to vote for in your primary, but when 60 percent – in fact, in primary elections, it's worse. It's like 20 percent of people vote. Most people don't vote – in primaries. The vast majority of people don't vote in their primary. And if you wonder why candidates are so bad, that's the reason. And if there is shenanigans going on or whenever that happens, if they are making a difference, well, when only 20% of the people are voting, well, you know what? It doesn't take a whole lot of uh, manipulated ballots or just ballot harvesting or other stuff to make a difference, especially in local elections. It's, uh, you know, the, the crisis... There is, a, I think, a problem in how we do voting, but the bigger problem is people don't vote, including uh, church people don't vote. They talk about voting, but they don't actually make it to the polls. 888-528-2557. Let me see if I can get through a few of your calls here. Uh, Cheryl in Inglewood, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Um, hi, I'm Pastor Scott. Yeah, I was calling because you had asked a question about the economy a few days back. Yeah, and I asked, how's me, it going for you? Do you feel like it's good or bad or getting better or getting worse? 
Um, it's going um, good and actually better. Um, from my background, I'm a teacher yeah. at a charter school, and we're actually going to be getting a raise this year because there is a shortage of teachers. Yeah. And in order for our school to be competitive, our CEO had let us know that we will be getting a raise. No, that's good for you. And I guess. Yeah, and I guess my earnings has just been going up, you know, the last few years yeah. since I've been at this particular school. Do you know if your raise is uh, equal or better than the rate of inflation over the past couple of years? Well, it definitely seems to be better because I don't have the issues that other people, I guess, are claiming that they have where it's buying food and things of that nature. Yeah. So you, you feel like the raise has, has made up for a lot of that difference? Yes. It definitely yeah. has made up, and the fact that we're getting another raise, you know, because they need to be in competition with the other schools, public schools included, yeah. the wages, that's going to help. But well, I also wanted to add, I'm an independent, and I always vote. I'm glad that you vote. Thank you, Cheryl, for doing that, and I'm glad that you got a raise. Uh, and uh, keep up the good work and work hard. Uh, for uh, the kids in your charter school, 888-528-2557. Wages are going up. There's some argument, depends on whose statistics you want to believe, about whether or not they're on the whole better than inflation. And that's what matters, right? At the end of the day, you can make more money, but if everything costs more, well, then you're you're making less. And that's where we were you know, a year ago when inflation was 9%. Nobody was getting a 9% raise, right? So you're paying a whole lot more. Every time I go out to eat, I just have a, I just can't believe it, how expensive it is uh, all of a sudden. I, I mentioned that earlier this week. Coffee shop I go to, the price of my coffee, I just get regular coffee. It went up 25% and the size of the cup went down 25%. I'm going to look for another place. I mean, that's, but they're all going up. So I don't know that it makes any difference. Uh, all right, let's see here. Uh, Daniel, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott. It's my first time calling you. Have a oh, couple of hi, Daniel. Thanks for calling first time. Go ahead. Yes. Pastor Scott, this is a Bible from Matthew seven twenty one. When you said, um, it says, God says, I never knew you. And I told your staff, lady, I said, I break a law. My very first time I break a law. And I'm afraid that God would say, I never knew you. You you say that again. I didn't quite hear you. Oh, it's from Matthew seven twenty one. Right. It says God never knew you. I said I broke a law this past week ago. Okay. And I'm a, I said I never knew you. Are you afraid that that's what the Lord would say to you because you broke a law? Yes, sir. All right. Let me uh, let me share something with you here. And this is really really important. This is so important to understand. All of us break laws and we break them every day. The the reason, the reason that Jesus had to die, the reason that we need a Savior, okay, is because we cannot earn salvation on our own. We can't. We will always break laws. We will do things wrong. In fact, the Bible tells us that the purpose of the law that you get in the Old Testament is to show us that we can't do it ourselves, that we need a Savior. And Jesus died in your place. He paid, he paid your, you know, whatever law you broke, whatever ticket you get for that, you know, spiritually speaking, if that were a thing, he paid for that. You're, if you believe that Jesus died for your sins and that your law-breaking was paid for by him and placed upon his life, and you believe that he is who he said he was, that he and the Father are one, that he is God, that he died for you, he paid the penalty for your sin, and that if you trust him, if you believe in that, 
See, he died and he rose again. The reason he rose again is because he defeated death. He was perfect and he paid the penalty. He paid off our sin. And that's why there's a promise of resurrection and eternal life for all who believe. It's different than every other religion and faith in the world. Okay? So the passage that you're talking about, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, you know, didn't we do prophesy in your name, drive out demons, perform miracles, and he will say, I will never know you. That, That is about people who do the work of religion, but they don't really believe. So what I would ask you to do, Daniel, is put your faith in Jesus Christ and know that you're forgiven and repent. You know, turn the other way. God knows that you're going to blow it, that you're going to break those laws, but he loves you. Jesus paid for that, and you're saved if you believe that Jesus paid for your sins. So go, and as Jesus says, sin no more. Okay? Daniel, I'm out of time. The show is out of time. You can email me at pastorscott at kkla.com. Sue and... and uh, Leanne and other people, I won't get to your calls today, but we'll be back next week on uh, Monday from 3 to 5. God bless you. This is the Pastor Scott Show. You can get the podcast at kkla.com or wherever you get your podcast. Pastor Scott Show, good night. Have a great weekend. God bless. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.